then there were eight. Not exactly the way we thought we were going to get here. Well, it was almost exactly the way I thought we were going to get here. But no. Tom Brady has to have the worst game of his career against the goddamn Cowboys. But we're here. Both of us nailed the two upsets that we picked. The other games that we felt were pretty easy picks were pretty solid. So we did better than the vast majority of the experts. So screw those guys. You guys know where to get your information from. That's right. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast. I am your host, Austin. With me, as always, is the true 4-9-49ers fan, Ryan. What's going on, you guys? We got a big show for you tonight. I'm ready to get into it. recap some stuff um we'll start at the beginning saturday first game of the weekend is that the chargers that was the chargers no chargers were in the we're in the evening that was my game saturday yeah yeah i forgot about that game it was that boring i was bowling and i looked up and i was like oh it's close oh it's tied oh it's over yep that's the end of seattle season right there um that's about how it went uh, man it was it was a close game for the first half give seattle credit in the first half they made plays um i'm not sure what they saw and it'll be interesting to see if other teams go after it Traverius ward got picked on very weird um yeah dk had a huge game against him i mean dk had a good game against him i seen him line up against uh tyler, tyler lockett, lockett. It seemed like every time they lined up somebody against seven, they went to him. They Which were going right at seven. Weird because every the first half of the game, when it, and it's crazy because they started targeting him in the second half. The mm-hmm. first half of the game, um, every time they they were targeting Diamador Lenore, who is I think he's a second year guy this year. Um, he's like fourth or fifth on the depth chart. The Niners have forty seven corners because none of them can stay healthy or off IR, so. I mean, he's he's way down there on the depth chart. He was locking him down. I mean, DK would have a 20, 30-yard catch, as DK does. Anything underneath, Demo had him locked up tight. And Tyler Lockett didn't get his first catch, I don't think, until after halftime. And it was against number seven. I don't know if he just had a down day. Um, oh, no, I, just, I know I looked up. Um, I was finishing up bowling my second set, and every time I looked, like I it looked up, it was DK on DK on an out route. Okay, 
Look back up. It's Tyler Lockett across the middle. Okay. Look up. It's somebody else on an out route. And Seven had no answer. And his best coverage of the game actually came on a touchdown pass, Mm -hmm. which was absolutely insane. Yeah. And he's been locked down all year. I think I'm hoping it was just a, a slip up. Playoff jitters, maybe. I mean, it's really weird to think that that's what it is coming from Kansas City. Um, yeah, so I don't know what it was. It was just, it was strange for me to look up and just see seven getting picked on like that. And it's not something I've, I've been used to seeing. Right. And definitely not something he's done this year with the Niners. Well, and it's really weird because even when he was a chief, I mean, he was didn't get talked about like he has been this year which makes no sense. I've been singing his praises for three years now. Mm-hmm. Loved the guy. Glad he's on my team. Still happy he's on my team. I think it was a down game. But, no, it was very odd to see him be the weak link on my defense this weekend. It was. And, like I said, I don't know what they saw that they were taking advantage of. And don't be wrong, in most cases, DK Metcalf is going to be able to take advantage of, of your cornerback in some way, shape, or form. Right. When when you're six, what, six, seven, two thirty-five, you can bench press school buses full of children and then eat said school bus. Like Tarverius Ward's not a huge guy. No. He's no, quick. No, no. He's he's fast. Great coverage corner. You're gonna get maybe that was it. I don't know. I don't know if it was just the size matchup and it was it looked worse than what it really was, or or if it was just a bad game. I don't know. Yeah. See, I, I'm, I'm not, obviously not calling, you know, calling him the weak link that's going to cost that team wins, win or wins going forward. No. I, but, no, I, it was, it was just strange to me to statistical see. Statistical blips. Yeah, it, it was strange to me to see that happen at the rate that it was happening. Um, other than that, that offense looks... Man, I don't know how you stop that offense. I don't know who you try to key in on. I mean, you can't double anybody in that offense. I mean, because as soon as you double somebody, oh, Brandon Ayuk's over the over the top. Oh, Ray Ray McLeod's over the top. Oh, Debo's open underneath. Oh, George is streaking across the middle. Oh, Christian McCaffrey is coming out of the backfield. Oh, uh, Elijah Mitchell coming out of the backfield. I don't know how that offense gets stopped. Um, Brock Purdy looks more than comfortable playing quarterback. He handles pressure so well. The way he moves around the football field is incredible. Uh, I'll just bring it back to the play that's going to be forgotten. He rolled out to his left, couldn't find nothing, swung all the way back across the field to to his right, reset his feet, made a defender, had him dead to rights, made a miss, and puts a dot. He hits Brandon Ayuk in the chest between the ones, for what would have been an incredible touchdown, he drops it and takes a shot. Mm-hmm. No, I mean he is—he—he he is pro- proving to be a quarterback that looks like it's going to be his spot to take. I mean, the guy's six and zero now. He's been playing fantastic football. You've got a 49ers quarterback that is routinely putting up numbers that are pushing 300 yards a game. He crossed 300 for the first time with four total touchdowns on Saturday's game. Three passing, and he took one in for himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is, he looks like a quarterback that 
if you're looking at it, you have to make a decision. And there's rumors. There are rumors um, that he is quarterback one heading into training camp and Trey Lance is his backup. Which, man, that's a lot to give up for a backup. After next year, you have your first round pick back. Okay, so I have a question. The Niners just lost their assistant general manager. Who was a part of the process of drafting him. Take him to Tennessee with them. See what they'll give up. Do it. Do you do you I, do you make a trade? You know, do you I was do you really get... hoping that you wouldn't bring this up because obviously you know how I feel about mm-hmm. Trey Lance, but and I've tried everything I can to temper my expectations of the the Mr. Irrelevant, this the feel good story. It's maybe I, I'm maybe I'm getting blindsided by the light here, and this is why I love having you to talk with because you do keep me fairly grounded. Because um, the guys at work don't, they they like to see me get super excited and worked up and start stressing out and having panic attacks at work. Thanks, guys. I'm Casey, Sean, talking about you. So, but. The way he's been playing, he's had he started out fifty percent in the first half during the Seahawks. He had a couple of questionable throws. That being said, he also didn't let the ball be intercepted. He had a couple that were if the if the guy was in the right place, right time, it could have been intercepted. Overthrows. Uh, he had that one um, to Brandon Ayuk. He had Brandon Ayuk. He was hoping. 11 was going to continue up the field. And honestly, if he would have, it would have been a like a 40-yard touchdown catch. Instead, he kind of faded to the outside and was trying to come underneath. He had the corner beat. He was mm-hmm. trying to get a little bit of extra space on the corner. I see what he was doing. Miscommunication. And uh, the cornerback from the Raiders that they got, is it Jamal? I want to say Adams, but that's... That's not right. Abrams? Abrams, yeah. Jonathan Abrams. Jonathan Abrams, there we go. I knew it started with a J. safety, not a corner. Or safety. Jesus. Regardless, he, he about had an interception there. But at the same time, you can when you look at the film, he puts it to where when Ayuk, if Ayuk runs that, that flyer out, it's going to be on his outside sol- shoulder. I, I can't talk. You know this. Yep. outside shoulder towards the sideline. The safety was never going to be able to get to that ball. He no. comes close. He's, you know, within two yards when it hits the ground, has his arms stretched out trying to get to it, that type of play. Whereas a Seahawks fan, you're like, there's a chance. As a Niners fan, you're going, oh, fuck, here it comes. You got Jimmy flashbacks. He had like two or three of those throws. Hell, the one to Jawan Jennings down the sideline. Mm-hmm. He, put it, he should have led him upfield a little bit more. But at the same time, he only put it to where Jawan was going to be able to comfortably make that grab. He doesn't have a cannon for an arm. He can't push it all the way up the field. That was like a 35-yard throw. I'm looking at it, and I can't help but think, this is the guy Shanahan wanted. I think Trey also was a guy Shanahan wanted. And Shanahan looked at, like, if I can get this right, 
were unstoppable. I think I think you can look at Brock Purdy as a better, more effective version of Jimmy. Whereas with Trey, you're looking at him going, he could be Patrick Mahomes. He could be Zach Wilson. Right. His floor to ceiling is so large. I mean, the Jets didn't have to trade all those picks to get Zach. If Zach worked out, we're talking about... And that's just it. Drew Brees was never supposed to work out. I, I hate bringing up Drew Brees with the short. It's going to happen again, and it's going to be incredible when it happens again. So you take the flyer on this guy. John Elway said it the best. I will spend first-round picks until I get the quarterback position right. It would be weird for the Niners to have no first-round picks and get the quarterback position right with the last pick of the draft. I'm comfortable with that. Because when I look at the roster around him and the guys that they have already extended, by the time we get a first-round pick again, so we won't have one this year, we won't have one next year. We've got 11 draft picks this year. We could easily turn that into a couple of twos, and if we needed to, we could turn it into a one. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, what, what's the need for 11 draft picks? Trade those suckers back until guys start being like, hey, I need my second contract extension. You're getting a little up there in age. Let's go find some new talent. Mm-hmm. That's how you build a, a dynasty. Yeah. And yeah, it might su- it's going to suck not having those three first to have and Trey not be the guy. If you're in the NFC Championship every year, regardless, who the hell cares? Say I'd rather not have the three first round picks, Trey not be the guy than be where the Jets are. Thank you. Because the Jets are still a full quarterback away. Granted, we've both voiced our opinions. We both think DC4 is there. But, you know, they they don't have an answer on their roster. Whereas the Niners... You appear to have an answer on your roster already. And and it's really weird because typically with these rookie quarterbacks, it takes about four games. Three to four games, teams start getting some film on you. They're like, okay, we can figure this kid out. I mean, hell, you've seen it after about five games with Pat. Obviously, he still scored like 72 points or some shit. But there was like a minute where they had to punt. You're like, damn, they haven't punted since week one. And then, and then he came back. Uh, by no means is Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burr, by no means. But does he have the confidence? He's so got the, the swagger. The only name that I question in that list is when you say he's not, is Joe. And it's not because I'm I'm trying to downgrade Joe. No, oh. Uh, because... because no, I, I get it. What Joe, does Joe Joe's do? Joe's not the best at anything except maybe playing quarterback. Being second best or third best at everything isn't bad. We He's, said this before yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. It's he Brock has, Brock is one of those guys is what's his superpower, and his superpower is everybody else's second superpower. He's not the world's biggest arm. He's not the world's fastest quarterback. He's quick and agile. He God, can put, the guy's shifty. He can put the ball... I mean, he, he can make, as they say, all the throws. He, he's he got the balls on this kid. He missed one. I think it was to Ayuk right over the middle. And Ayuk had his 
corner beat. I think Ayuk lined up in the slot, just an in route. And he looked the linebacker off and then came back and he put it, it was just a hair behind Ayuk. Linebacker outstretched arm, missed him by three inches, hits him in the hip. Obviously, it would have only been like the five or six yard gain. But the balls to throw that football, because Jimmy would have double clutched and that would have been going the other way. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm used to. I don't know if you've seen it while watching Brock Purdy. I no longer get anxiety when he goes to throw. I'm saying throw that fucking football. He has two or three interceptions. Were they bad? Yeah. What'd he do the next play? He come out and he hit George or he hit like he's he's made up for it. He's what I see that gives me the most hope for that offense is the fact that your quarterback is willing to hit his weapons in places where they can make plays. That's something you didn't see with Jimmy. Jimmy made the safe play, the six yard gain, the seven yard gain. Brock's Taking like, sack. <laughs> yeah. Brock is like, hey, I'm going to fit this in and you're going to be able to run for 20. You're going to be able to run for 74 because you got 11 blocking upfield. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing I've seen with Brock is Brock is willing to take the shots and playing quarterback. Yes, I realize that the game has changed with, with Aaron Rodgers' touchdown interception ratio. The game has changed. Quarterbacks take a lot better care of the ball now. You, you don't see the position played the same way. But if you look at the elite quarterbacks in the league right now, Pat, Joe, Josh, they've all thrown double-digit picks this year. Every one of them. That gunslinger mentality is kind of working its way back where they're kind of looking at it like baseball does a strikeout. Yeah, it sucks. Let's go. You know, it it's not it's not the it, it's not the oh well that it was thirty years ago, but it's not the oh god that's awful that it was six years ago. You know, yeah, we've seen some crazy touchdown interception ratios. Aaron Rodgers throwing two all season, but I ask you. Did Aaron Rodgers win the Super Bowl that year? <laughs> no. These guys, yeah, they're throwing picks. They're also winning Super Bowls. They're winning games. You're, and you're having to give... You have to give these guys shots. Otherwise, your offense becomes stagnant. And if you're going to take shots downfield, guess what? Interceptions are going to happen. You're going to miss a little bit. Safety's going to break late on one. You put a little too much air under it. It's going to happen. But it's not that big of a deal anymore, especially with a team like the Niners, where you go, oh, I gave my defense a short field. And the defense goes, oh, we got you the ball back where you threw it to him at. You know? The defense, and obviously Shanahan, it's very weird because Shanahan not once since Brock's been the guy. I feel like as soon as he stepped out on the field, he just like set down a new playbook opened it up and said, what could the kid do? Which is insanity because he, you'd feel like he doesn't know the offense. I, I look at it and I'm seeing if he, especially if it continues, obviously I, I believe we both are picking the Niners to win this next week. 
We'll get to that later. But say he does the same thing against Dallas and then goes into Philly. Or let's say Dallas or Philly ends up getting upset. You stay at home and you got the Giants. What a weird fucking NFC Championship game that would be. Oh, that's the second. That is the worst outcome for me, other than losing this weekend. I don't know if you know my history with the Giants. Two NFC Championship games. Yeah, no, no, I know. One of those. Ah, just, I want to cry. Well, I mean, the Giants also, last, I believe, eight times they've made the playoffs. They've won eight playoff games. Both of which were en route to a Super or both were four-game win streaks en route to a Super Bowl. Other than that, they've lost the first round every time. I know. I don't like the way history goes. Granted, that's Eli and not Daniel Jones. Is it bad that I would rather face the Eagles in Philly? Yes. I'm going to say Am yes. I just am I afraid to losing to an inferior team? Very much so. Well, yeah, that's why you don't want to lose this week. That's, oh uh, yes. I just fucking hate the Cowboys. I know. Um, but let's, let's yeah. We'll, we'll come we back can... to the Niners. We'll wrap back around to them. Next game, game that I'm not gonna lie, I laughed at. Oh, I did. Quite, like like a good belly laugh. Oh, I was laughing all the way up until Sunday night. When I realized Brandon Staley hadn't been fired yet. More importantly, they've made a decision today. They fired their quarterback's coach and their offensive coordinator. Brandon Staley will be remaining the head coach of the Chargers. Unless something drastic changes. It makes me want to puke. You better not. I made really good food tonight. Oh my god, it was so good. Um... But no, like... First, let's talk about the winning team, because I've got some things to say about the losing team. Okay, we'll talk about the winning team. To overcome four interceptions... Five total turnovers. In a playoff game. In the first half. Against a better team. Wow. Wow. To get absolutely demolished the first half. Lawrence looked lost. The offensive line looked bad. The defense looked bad. Doug Peterson looked like he was like, hey, this isn't what I signed up for. And then to turn it around. For Trevor Lawrence to brush that off of his long, beautiful, flowing golden hair. And then to just absolutely... Violate. I was going to use some kind of like precision tactical strike, but violate's probably the better word. The entire Chargers defense. And piss Joey Bosa off to no extreme. Oh, but, I actually feel really bad for Joey. So do I. Um, but like I said, we can get to that in a minute. Yeah. Man, dude, flowers to Trevor. Obviously, incredible. I have rooting interest against him this week, <laughs> but no, I was a hundred percent pulling for them. I thought they were the, probably the better team. I thought they were 
the better coach team. I thought they were the team that didn't get one of their starting receivers hurt for no reason the prior week. I'll get to that in a fucking minute. But for for that team to be able to rally the way they did around a quarterback that I'm not sure could rally anything anywhere except for his crew to the Waffle House, which probably submits his Hall of Fame status, I'm pretty sure, to win that playoff game, and then you end up at Waffle House. Excellent. I love it. Um, Especially whenever you get to walk in with that dime piece that walked in the door first. But we're leaving that alone. Um, Man, it was wild just the confidence that they had in the second half, the the arrogance that that defense had in the second half to be like, okay, you're done. To only give up three points against the Chargers off. Granted, give up three and then have your offense turn around and drop 31. Okay, I've got to get to the other team because I've got something that's driving me nuts. <laughs> How? If you were up 27 nothing at one point, how does Austin Eckler have 13 carries for a game? When you have that kind of lead, statistics would say that you run the ball to drain some clock, right? You're Unless running you're Kansas City, in which case do not do that. Because you do that and you lose every time, yeah, it, which is weird because so do the Chargers. The Chargers charger so charging hard. Like, that was the that was the biggest charger, charger, charger I've ever seen. I, I'm really getting to the point where I'm getting ready to, like, try to make, see if I can make the word charger into that Buffalo sentence where Buffalo, 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 Buffalo is actually a complete sentence. I'm going to have to explain that one to you. Um, that gave me a headache. But, like, the, char- the Chargers, and I know if you're not an AFC West fan, you don't quite understand this. But, as a lifelong member of the AFC West, the Chargers are always going to charge her. It's the sun- sunrise, taxes, the Chargers are going to charge her. But to charge her that hard, that way. You've got one of the top five running backs in the league, right? Yeah. And all you have to do is hand it off. Wait 40 seconds. Hand it off. Wait 40 seconds. And depending on what it is, because let's be honest, he wasn't getting six, seven yards a carry. He was averaging, I think, like two and a half to three. Oh, I know. I had him for 50 and a half. So, all, so let's say it's third and four. Let's say he had a good run, three yards. Third and four. What do you do? You clear everybody out, and you dump it off to Austin Eckler um, outside the numbers, and he gets a first down. And you do that all the way down the field, and if you have to, you kick a field goal because points are points when you're up, right? Right. And now you've wasted seven minutes a clock, and you're up three more points. No. We're going to run it once after we – what what the fuck were these play calls? They're like, oh god, they scored a touchdown. Games, it, you're you're cool. You're up twenty. It's cool. Just get a couple first downs. 
Let's get to the fourth quarter. They score another another one on a possession. We're still up. Hell, maybe we kicked a field goal, and we're still up 17. What? Yeah, Joe Lombardi def- deserved to be fired. Absolutely. Brandon Staley, your defense did what in the second half? You gave up 31, and you were up 30. You were up 30. Brandon Staley. He was up 27. Oh, sorry. My apologies, Brandon. You're a fucking statistics guy. Stats this, motherfucker. 31 is greater than 27. Right? Right? Am I am I wrong here? That would, that would be correct. So, why in the hell, on 4th and 2, in the 4th quarter, when they are driving, they've scored like 3 in a row. Why do you go, we're going to punt it. We're going to give them the ball back. Because, here it is again, statistics would say, you're better off trying to convert that because they're they're already getting the ball, right? Well, now you're going to give yourself more time if you don't get it to, to go down and make a play because obviously they're going to score. No, you fucking punt and allow them to not only control the clock but drive down the field and put a nail in your coffin. How you're a head coach as of Tuesday night is beyond me. And you know what Doug Peterson did? The, the, the football guy, fourth and three, was like, damn, I need to win a football game. And he, he probably had an analytics guy in his ear. The numbers say he goes, fuck you, I'm going for it. And the analytics guy is like, that's what it says. Doug Peterson doesn't give a shit about your numbers. He can look at a football field and go, oof. The time remaining, probably be best to try and set them back as far as we can. Let's, let's punt it off. Nope. We're down. We're down two scores. We're down a score. It's the fourth quarter. It's the playoffs. We got to go for it here. Because if they score, we're done. Regardless. So, you go for it on fourth and three. Thank you, dipshit, for punting on fourth and two. I I just fucking can't. I I love analytics. They're great for the game. But when you're too fucking caught up in these numbers to just sit down and look at the... Like, how bad of a football guy are you to not look at this situation and be like, we have to go for it here. Fuck what the numbers say. If you actually believe in your quarterback, who, let's not forget, in the first half, looked like Tom Brady. All right? In the second half, you looked like the second half of the Super Bowl Matt Ryan. You have a great running back. Yeah, your number one receiver is hurt. Oh, wait, that's also your fault for playing him in a meaningless game. What what the fuck are you doing? I'm enjoying this. I, I just can't. I can't wrap my head around the sheer stupidity of Brandon Staley. I feel bad for the players on that team. Joey Bosa is one of the greats, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Justin Herbert, who probably top five talent. And I'm starting to come off of him because he should have. Maybe it's a confidence thing like I talked about the other week. I don't know. I saw I saw several plays that Herbert should have made in that game that would have iced it. I, I saw several. I, I did too. And 
yeah, play calling was bad, and I will I will absolutely give you that. I will give you that that part of it. I I watched him miss an out route to the tight end. Yes, he did. I watched him miss a go ball. I watched him miss a check down, and I watched him pull off a receiver that was coming wide open on a two receiver on a two route play. He made some bad. Herbert played bad in some spots. He did in that second half. He did not play well. Granted, again, I mean, every quarterback has had Patrick Mahomes look like absolute dog shit against the Bengals in the second half last year. Oh, and, hell, and the, the Bengals, and we'll get to that. The Bengals didn't look good. Mm-hmm. The Bills didn't look good. There was one te- two teams <laughs> that looked good all weekend. Yeah, and so like, I I will give a little bit of a pass there. And, and I'm actually I mean, I'm, I'm I'm putting I'm not, a, it doesn't sound like it. Herbert played like absolute shit he should have his decision making was terrible i i wanted to see more out of him because i i feel like i'm one of his biggest fans that you made me look stupid but at the same time i almost kind of get it when you when you look to the sideline and that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing he might have been playing well with fucking plato like i just don't know how you can go out there with what I would just assume to be Madden on easy, on rookie mode, with that playbook and be like, I I guess we got to run with this, but you do and you have to hit you hit those five plays. Fuck, Brock Purdy did it. Danny Dimes did it. Justin, and I'm hoping for your career you get a head coach. God, I hope Sean Payton doesn't take a job this year and waits one more year for that job to hopefully come open. I don't know what more it would take. He's got his quarterback support. And that's what scares me. Was that was that just a I'm going to make a statement cuz he's under fire or was that an obviously you see it all the time unless uh you're a Baltimore Raven um that players come out and support and then out of that coach gets fired and they finally go, let me tell you how bad that was. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was, but I know I, listening to Justin, I was like, oh. Because as soon as he made some of his comments, I was like, he's going to save his job. He's going to keep Staley. He's going to have Kit Staley still be the head coach. And by God, he... It appears that that's going to be the case. I don't know who you go after for OC. I don't know who's going to be willing to leave. The only thing you can do is go after LaFleur since he left New York. I don't know. I mean, LaFleur would be good, but... Man, I don't... I don't know who's going to fix that offense. Like, I really don't. You, I don't know who who's out there that you're going to go find that's going to leave their current situation or pass up on some others. And LaFleur might be the answer. But LaFleur, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing um, Byron Leftwich. Uh, He got fired this morning. And then I don't like that firing. I'm just going to go ahead and hit on this real quick. I thought that was stupid how you can blame – your offensive coordinator, regardless, the offense hasn't looked great. Um, your team is old and slow. 
that's all there is to it. That team is old and slow. Part of me almost wonders if that was a a mute like a get a, rid of me. Yeah, I, I I really I don't know. Part of me feels like that might have been the case there, um, where you can where he can go out and find his next job. I don't know. I don't I don't have any you know information there. That's but, the guy that won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had that team. Excuse me, he had that team rolling two years ago mm-hmm. and last year. He probably came in and was like. Where's the rookies that are young and fresh? Why is Julio Jones here? Why is Kyle Rudolph here? He probably looked around and said, Tom, don't you want to win? I don't understand how you blame him for still having Leonard Fournette. Exactly. Um, Because the fact that Leonard Fournette was your starting running back in the playoffs... I, I, I know playoff Lenny is a thing, or was once a thing. Um, that That's not who Lenny's been all year long, and not even close to it. So, I that roster seemed destined to fail a little bit there, because you have no, you have no youth, you have no speed, you have... You have nothing. You I have mean, Chris Godwin yeah. as, as your young – like, I was talking about this at work. Yeah, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Then I started thinking about it. I'm pretty sure Mike Evans was drafted, like, my senior year of high school, if not freshman year of college. See, Mike Evans – Class of 14, wasn't he? He might have been. He's been in the league for a hot minute. I think he was the same draft class. Well, he's had nine consecutive uh, thousand yard thousand season. yard seasons. So he's by no means is the man old, but in terms of NFL career, yeah, he's not on the tail end of it, but he's past his prime. Yeah, he was a twenty fourteen pick. He was he's past his prime, and you saw a lot of that this year. Yeah. So you've got Chris Godwin. Who's coming off? Of, he had a torn ACL, didn't he? Yep. He his speed's not fully back yet. That takes. It's a two year injury. I like, I know players are back in a year, and under one specific circumstance, they were back to full health in a year. But you talk to most of these guys. Year one, you're moving. Year two, you're back. Yeah. So. so... <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to me to put that blame on him, but I guess we can get back to the the Chargers Jags game or finish up with that one. Um, Saying I'm I'm not using this game as a continuation of the argument I've made because that game was bad, and I will I I think credit for that loss deserves to be handed around. Yes, there there are multiple people that deserve credit for that, but I do say Staley probably deserves. Fifty-one percent. I was le- I was leaning towards sixty, but I, at I mean, the I, end of the just, day, as as long as the majority, yeah. Um, but no, I think it's so bad. The way Herbert played the second half, obviously, it's not as bad as the way Trevor played in the first half, right? But football games are won in the second half. <laughs> that was evident in my game. Seventeen, yeah. sixteen, going into halftime. So and then a 
thirty point run. Like it's you know so. I it's it's going to be interesting uh, to see what that team looks like again this week. Um, but it's going to also be interesting to see what happens with the Chargers this season this off season because. No, neither one of us thought we'd be sitting here. We we both thought we'd walk into the show laughing because Brandon Staley has been fired. I'm a little. I don't understand how. I, that that's just what I can't wrap my mind around. As a front office, what do you look at? I'm the worst person when it comes to trying to draft and look at all these rookies. I, it's so much. It overwhelms me. I love it. I love draft season. I just I can't get into it. I don't know the ins and the outs. I but I do enjoy it. By no means could I be a general manager. But how do you look at your coaching situation and be like, oof, the offense lost that game. Your defense gave up those points. Your defense quit playing. Your head coach is a defensive guy who's he might not be calling the plays, but when it comes to, hey, we need to do this or that's his call. To mm-hmm. not go for it on fourth down. That's mm-hmm. his call. Uh, I don't get it. I don't either. Like I said, I I thought as soon as they lost, I, I looked at looked at my dad because we were riding in the car together. And I went, well, Sean Payton's the head coach of the Chargers. Shit. And then it never came. So I'm like, well, I mean... If they're stupid enough to not do it, hey, I'll take another year of the AFC West. It's fine. No shit. You're just wasting the talent that you have on that roster. You're wasting what could possibly be a Hall of Fame career at quarterback. Because you get him right, you got a top five in the league. Mm-hmm. I firmly will. I'll stand on that. Yeah. No, I'm good with that. Um, moving on, a game that neither of us thought was going to be much of a game. Neither one of us thought was going to be close. And holy divisional football. I thought the Dolphins were going to win that game at the end. I feel like with Tua, they would have. I feel like with Skyler, they should have. And this is coming from the guy that very loudly into these exact microphones said that with Skyler Thompson, you would not have a chance at a playoff game. And, damn it, they had a shot. Man, you know, give props to the Bills. You know, battling adversity, whatnot, whatever you want to call it. Damn it, you just about lost to the to the Dolphins. Give Mike McDaniel his flowers. Mike McDaniel's not being in the running for Coach of the Year is a little disappointing, to be completely and utterly honest. I, you take that that entire team that should have been kind of a... Uh, you and I called it at the beginning of the year. Watch out for the Dolphins. Obviously, I know Mikey very well with his time in San Francisco. I wish him I knew him on, the, on a personal level because that guy, white logic out here, is doing crazy things. But... The fact that he took another seventh-round rookie quarterback and part of this, 
Josh Allen was trying to do too much the entire game. It, it, we've said this in the past. That's that's his weakness. He thinks he is Superman or has to be all the time. Mm-hmm. Instead of just just takes a couple of dump down passes. You know, hey, just run the ball here, get three four yards, which he loves to do because he loves looking that linebacker square in the face and going, "I'm going to put my shoulder through you." Because uh, you can't look at him and tell me that he's right in the head. Oh God, no! <laughs> like. He needs to... I've made a joke on this show that probably shouldn't be repeated, so... <laughs> I, th- I think I have, too. <laughs> I, I think it was the same sequence there. Probably. So, but for them to not only be in that game to the very end, but have a chance to tie it. Props to Mike. Big props to Mike. And Skyler, he played a hell of a game. He did. No, that, that entire offense played really well for the limitations that they were very clearly dealt to put up 31 to play that brand of football for that long and i i'm not saying this to take away from brock but skyler was on the road yeah no in, in the cold. buffalo yes you know it that's a different monster up there it's, it's it gets the weather's a little different in Buffalo than it is in Santa Clara. Very much so. And to go into the belly of the beast. And let's not forget, Skyler hasn't been playing very well the last couple of weeks. So to step up to this challenge, no, I I get all these guys are competitors and and they will tell you to your face, what happened last week doesn't matter. Bullshit. You you're thinking about that. Mm-hmm. He had the mental capacity. To compartmentalize and say, I'm going to let that make me better. And I'll be damned if he might not have been the best quarterback on the field for three quarters of that game. He definitely made it made it a discussion. You know, but, I mean, Josh didn't play well, but man. <sighs> but that's what quarterbacks, quarterbacks that win find a way to win. Yeah. K-State just beat KU. Are you kidding me? No. By how much? One in overtime. <sighs> Fuck. Yep, we're going to have to hear about that. Um, I took KU on the money line. Ouch. I just lost I, I lost $50 this weekend in the NFL, so I'm just, like, licking my wounds. Um, But, no, I mean, props to the Dolphins. Props to Mike McDaniel. I mean, if they go – whatever they decide to do this weekend or this offseason – you know, whether it's go with Tua, go with a different QB. That team's ready. And I'm I'm interested to see how that offseason for them plays out because there's there's a lot of options that I see for that team. And if you decide to go a different route, you know, if, if you if you decide to get into the Derek Carr sweepstakes or if you decide to give Jimmy G another shot. Whatever they're going to do, it could be very interesting for the landscape of the AFC. Um, well, that's another guy. That's another team with Shanahan roots. Yep. That, say, Santa Clara decides to stick with 13. Do you owe you a three? You mean five. Is it five? It is five. It is five. But, yeah, could you imagine 
Tua, but bigger. With a bigger arm. They've both got quote-unquote accuracy issues. I didn't see any of that being an issue this year with Tua. Yeah, the only bad thing for you is they don't have a first this year. As much as that sucks to get out from underneath it, do you care? I mean, if you, I'm, I'm not supposed to. You can go say, like say you've got hardware. First. Say you've got hardware on your hand, and you're like, we're rolling with 13. Miami calls you up and says, look, we'll give you this year's second, next year's second, next year's first. You take it. Yeah, absolutely. You take it. It. You're oh, you're losing draft capital. You've got hardware and you've got the core still intact. All of these guys have... Uh, and you no longer have to worry about trying to figure out how you're paying McCaffrey. Because your rookie, your quarterback's basically free for the next three years. It's the... As much... If it works out... Well, hell, even if it doesn't work out, they've got the perfect situation in Santa Clara. It's just a headache and stressful for fans like me who pour their heart and soul in into the team and try and be objective about it. Because I could come out here, Niners are winning it all. I've got reservations, man. I'm scared. I'm excited, but I've got reservations. I get that. But it's, when I look, just when I stand back at a purely football standpoint, it's a nightmare for the front office, but it's also a godsend. Because... Say Brock somehow skirts by this week and looks absolutely trash, but the defense carries him through, and then you get to the Eagles more than likely, and it's the same thing. You're like, seventh-round quarterback, there it is. He's hit his ceiling. They figured him out. But we've got possibly the second coming of Josh Allen. Or, just like we said, you roll with 13. You've possibly got some hardware. You've at least got a banner to hang up. NFC uh, champ or NFC division champs. Mm-hmm. I I mean, yeah. No, I say you guys are in for that 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 wild. Speaking of wild off seasons, that could be where it truly comes to. Um, the upset that neither one of us was felt much of an upset. Um, the Giants beating the Vikings thirty one twenty four. I was surprised it was that close. Man. That game didn't feel that close. No, it didn't. That didn't didn't feel like a one-score game. Um, Props to Brian Dable. Far and away, clear, obvious choice for coach of the year. That team's scary because what's their identity? They don't run the ball well. They don't throw the ball well. I mean, Saquon's playing like a Super Bowl. But that's just it. They just win. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, it's... And it, it doesn't hurt that the Vikings Vikinged. It's kind of like the same thing as the Chargers charging. Yeah, I mean, or the Cardinals cardinaling. Like the, ev- the Vikings, every... the Vikings were a very flawed team. That defense was awful, and and it showed um, with the way the way New York absolutely dissected that defense. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, uh, well, you know. Captain Kirk in the playoffs or whatever. That was weird. Um, <laughs> you know, if you want to talk, you know, Kirk played bad, you know, whatever. Kirk didn't really play that bad. And I, I, I'm not no. here for the Kirk slander on that part. He, he actually played a very good game. He he managed the game perfectly. 
but man, New York, I still don't feel like this is a good football team. And it feels weird but to it, say for a team that just won the wild card matchup against a 12-win team. But no, I get it because on paper you look at it. I, I'm who? not. I'm not picking a team that has Daniel Jones. I. But I still don't know. But the damn name it, is. I picked the team that had Daniel Jones. I still don't know who their wide receivers are. And I know Darius Slayton. That's it. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, who decided to come off the bench this week. No, no, that was last week. He didn't do shit this week. Oh. Well, he was on the field at least They one have play. a number 80 that his last name's James. Oh, yeah, Richie James, my old kick returner. Um, Dante Pettis is somewhere on that depth chart. God, I haven't seen him in, like, week one. But, it, <laughs> it, no, it, it it's not a good football team. And, again. Other than Leonard Williams, I can't tell you who's on that defense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. Blake Martinez was once a giant, and he retired because he found like a one in a uh, billion Pokemon card. Jalen, the former cowboy. Jalen uh, Smith. Yeah, he's on that team. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Yeah, no, like <laughs> this. This is a team of nobodies. This is a three-win football team. Who's now playing in the divisional round? I don't get it, but oddly enough, we also both picked them to win last week before our own personal debacles of the following episode. But, no, like, it's weird. I do not like this team. I do not like the way this team makes me feel. And I feel bad for Giants fans based on the way that that team makes me feel you imagine how excited they are and confused? I take that back because Giants fans kind of have like almost the cowboy thing where where they really believe, but they don't. They're not as loud. They're, they're you ask them, yeah, this is our year. You know, this is it. Now the Cowboys fans, they will they'll throw parades in June that this year's our year. I don't want to talk about them right now. We got we got another game to go before I have to get back to that. Um, but no, I like I said Minnesota. I feel like that was the end of Kirk in Minnesota. Um, Unfortunately, I should say, yeah, they realize game manager is going to get us to the to the playoffs. They're going to have to. They're going to be in the quarterback market. Another team that could look at five, you know. Th- there's going to be teams out there that are going to look at these some of these younger guys. I just don't know that you can pay Kirk again. I mean, you just gave him guaranteed dollars, and a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you can pay Kirk again. I don't know that you can afford not to pay Kirk again, though. It yeah, th- that's a team that's kind of screwed. And when you start thinking about it. Because they need a quarterback. Do you really want to be a first-round exit in the playoffs again? I love Kirk Cousins. I love I love the story. I've loved him since you like that. Like, mm-hmm. But Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. That's, that's why there's memes. That's why you have the nickname uh, Eyeliner Kirk Cousins. Handsome Kirk Cousins. 
Kirk Cousins who trips. Black Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Black Kirk Cousins. Like, I mean, it's... Say, Kirk is Kirk, but... Kirk is the 11th best quarterback in the league. 11 through 20. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and, like I said, Minnesota's got a lot of holes on defense, and... Like I said, I don't want to blame this on Kirk. No, I don't think it was. I think it was just that defense is. I mean, it it looks like a stop sign out in the country. They that team came in undermanned and underpowered, and got beat by a team that is undermanned and overpowered, and coached so very well. Um, I've got actually got a question for you okay. on regarding the Vikings. So not too terribly long ago, uh, the Vikings had two wide receivers that were considered to be best in the league. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, knowing he was kind of in the twilight of his career, which seemed very short. I don't feel like we got a long time of prime Adam Thielen. I don't know if it's just because he's a little white guy that plays wide receiver um, or what, but you've seen Stephon Diggs very quickly be like, hey, I got I got to get out of here. You guys aren't going to do the, do what you need to to help this team win. Do you possibly see Jay Jets doing the same thing where he looks around and he goes, I'm coming up for a contract extension. When Stephon Diggs requested his trade, he was the best receiver in the league. Jay Jets, we're kind of getting there. If they bring back Kirk on a one-year deal and it's another first-round exit, like I said, I don't see it. I don't see anything this year. No, Grant, not this Grant, year. He has no leverage this year. No. Um, I don't know. I really don't. Um, cause I was kind of shocked whenever Stefan Diggs requested a trade. It's just not what I thought of him as. Not that I'm, not that I'm trying to degrade a guy for requesting no. a trade. I just, I didn't see him as the guy that was going to do it. Um, I don't know. I really don't. But I, it's kind of interesting because Minnesota is one of those very, the best way to put it, it's very conservative. Hey, we're not gonna make any outlandish type moves. We're going to build from within. They're kind of like the Packers in that sense. We're mm-hmm. not going to go out. We're not going to go get the guy. They're very NFC Northy. Yes. Yeah. So when it comes to, obviously, you pay your superstars because that's what brings people to the seats. Sometimes your superstars want to win. I don't know how you... I don't know how you let a second generational receiver go. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you can let a guy that's quite literally replacing Randy Moss in your record books. I don't see how you get to a point where that happens, um, unless you have the Chiefs situation whack quarterback. I don't know how they're going to get to a situation where they have a quarterback like that because they're not drafting one this year. So I don't really know. Um, I 
my heart of hearts tells me no, that you're not going to see JJs get traded, get released, get any kind of out of Minnesota. Because I just don't see how you let him go. Um, so that, that my my answer is I don't think maybe not I'm not sure. It's good enough for me. Okay. Um, Baltimore Cincinnati. That game was rough to watch. That was not a fun game to watch. Um, you would think with as close as it was, it'd be a fun game to watch. That was. That was like nails on a chalkboard. It just, nothing about that game felt felt right. No. Um, Baltimore, I would not say, played a great game. Um, I think that was an awful, awful offensive play call from the three-yard line to try and quarterback sneak it. And, and a half, whatever Especially to put the ball over the top when you're that far away. Yeah. Um, I thought that was dumb. I thought you'd give the ball to J.K. Dobbins one more time there. They'd only run J.K. Dobbins like six times in the second half. He was averaging five yards a carry. Yep. Um, Cincinnati didn't look good by any means. Um, no, the, the offense looked stagnant. Say, Joe didn't look good. Joe didn't look good. The offensive line looked bad and is now even more beat up. Um, no, it, it didn't look good. I mean, of course, yeah, yeah you have Jamar out there. You get cool plays absolutely and and this game this is another game like i know it was a one score game it felt like it was a little wider than a one score like i granted maybe it's because the quarterback on the well there was a 14 point swing yeah that fumble yeah on one play it was a 14 point you're going in to score and then they score that's a 14 point swing first off props to uh big man hubbard for Chugging and chugging <laughs> and chugging and then chugging some more. Also, props to Mark Andrews. I didn't know he was that fast. I'm still not sure he is. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I could look fast chasing around, chasing somebody down that runs like negative two miles an hour. But he's the only Raven that showed up in the frame. Um, but I don't know that that game was weird for me. Because it, I never really felt as if the Bengals were going to lose. I never you know, felt that they were going to win, though. Say that, yeah. It never really. Neither of those teams were comfortable to watch, um, and I, I do wonder what kind of game that that and in combination with the other game in the AFC breed into the divisional round this weekend. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, but you know, there. I don't have a lot of joy watching those teams play like that. Because no, I'm wrong. As the guy that's like, yeah, I kind of hope they play like shit because that means I have a better chance of beating them. I want to watch them play really well against everybody else. Yeah, watching the AFC North compete against each other is one of the most entertaining things in football. Or it should be. It should. This weekend was not it. Um, I mean, I just, I didn't, I don't have a lot of takeaways from that game. I mean, I sat there and watched it. And the only real takeaway there is, is uh, the Ravens would have won if Lamar was at quarterback. That, that's, and I, I still sit here 
And I kind of wondered to myself if that wasn't John Harbaugh's way of saying, pay the man. Because, look, we could have won this game. That's why he runs a quarterback. You run that same quarterback sneak as stupid of a play. You're not running that same quarterback sneak with Lamar. You're going to get him to the outside where his legs... Yeah, you run a QB draw to the outside. Right, but you have you, you have him in there. Now it's a different ball game. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be so conservative. I feel like John Harbaugh is looking at the front office going, pay that big motherfucker right now because we could be in the AFC championship game. Because that team getting ahead of ahead of steam is not one you want to see. No, definitely not. So I, I feel that was almost a John Harbaugh, fire me if you will. Somebody will pick me up, and good luck paying your guy. Yeah. Because he's coming wherever I'm at. That that that's almost what it feels like. That's just speculation. There's no there's no rumors or anything to that. That I watched that game. Like you said, you give it to J.K. Dobbins. I, I almost feel like that was a, I'm going to have to blow this game to send a message upstairs. And that's what he's doing, cool. But, like, I don't know. That was that a bad was game a, to watch. That was a bad game to watch, and that was an awful play call. Um, Speaking of bad games to watch, how about them fucking sounds- Bucks? Jesus Christ. That was one of the worst playoff performances I think I've ever seen. Are you talking about the Bucks or the game in general? Because Brett Maher was one of five on extra points. Yeah. I tell you what, although that did produce, produce one of the happiest, funniest moments of the weekend for me. Because when he lined up, for his fifth PAT, there was a group of about seven gathered around the counter at the bowling alley. Watching with more intent than game-winning PATs. In a bowling alley, surrounded by Cowboys haters. Myself included. Isn't the owner of that bowling alley like a huge Cowboys fan? Absolutely he is. Lines up after going wide right, wide right, wide left, off the up uh, off the right hand upright. He absolutely aces one down the middle and the bowling alley erupted. For a PAT that made that game, what, 31 to nothing? I'm going to be honest with you. I was in bed. (laughs) So I think it was shortly after that. I left. I came home. I took a shower. I went to bed. I woke up to the, or no, no, I think it was after I got out of the shower because I walked around the house and did some laundry and stuff. Um. After my shower, I saw the headline that the Cowboys had I had won it, um, which I didn't give two shits because that game was awful to watch. I'm a little upset that was the Monday night game. 
Um, not the way you wanted to end Wild Card Weekend. And God, I mean, I'll give props to Brett Maher, man. I mean, he made a solid attempt at NFL history. I mean, he already made NFL history, but I thought he was going for career PAT misses in that game. I will. I'll say this much. I mean, if he would have missed number five, I would have looked at that offense and been like, you guys have to score again because I'm going to tie the career record for missed PATs. Mind you, the guy that has that had 43 playoff games. And I'm going to tie it tonight. In, in, in tonight's game. They're going to remember my name. The balls on that man after the third missed PAT to trot back out onto that field. I honestly, like, I know it's your job and you know how easy it would be to be like, dude, I retire. I'm not helping your team in any way, shape or form. He missed one PAT all year. He's been money. One. God, I hope he continues next week. To miss not one, not two, not three, but four consecutive PATs in the playoffs. Like, I knew that whenever he missed the third one, I was like, the Bucks are winning by two. As soon as that third one, that was the first thing that crossed my mind. I was like, Bucks are going to score. Dak's going to throw a touchdown to the wrong team. And some stupid shit's going to happen. Brady's going to have the ball at the end of the game. They're going to win by three. Or by two. I can feel it. Unfortunately, I was wrong. But. No, that was a horrible game to watch. Did not enjoy it. I'm. That's the most attention I've paid, played, paid to a Monday night game. For the most part this season. Holy shit, did I choose a bad, bad one to pay attention to? Oh, yeah. Uh, the game started out so bad. What? What? Just because they went punt, 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 punt? No, sorry. It wasn't punt, punt, but it was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And the defenses didn't even look good. It was missed throw, missed throw. There were 12 throws. Sorry. There were 11 throws. To start out the game, the 12th one was a completion. Speaking of missed throws, probably the most most important storyline from that game. Tom Brady looked like ass. He looked like ass-ass. Like, he was so bad, Dak called and goes, bro, you look like ass. Was that the end? I don't know. And I know that's a horrible question, and obviously you know that's a horrible answer. But him and the, the, the two 12s of our generation like to do this because they like being in the spotlight. They like to sit there and tease retirement. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't pose that question as a, you know, personality, no. you know, divorce, whatever. I don't, I'm not posing it as that. Last year when Brady got beat, 
he had a great game and lost. If if Brady retires at the end of last season, we'd have watched 22 years of an NFL quarterback that never had a decline. Nobody had ever seen him play bad football. We don't have that now. Don't get me wrong. It's his 23rd season. We have now seen Brady play bad football. The, only uh, the reason... first half last night, I lost count of how many balls were either at the feet of the receiver, well short of the receiver, or well high of the receiver. His he touch lo- is gone, it seems like. He looked like Big Ben in his last season. He did. That's what it looked like. So, I'm not actually looking for an answer because none of us know. No. But, I guess the closest thing I can give other than I don't know is I don't think so. And my reasoning is this. I feel like he's got too much pride to say that's... I I feel like he's going to say I can still do this. And it might take one more year of bad football. What? And let's let's be honest. We're talking bad football with Tom Brady. That means he's a middle of the road quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> we we seen middle of the road. We seen fifteen to seventeen. We're just so used to seeing number one. It's kind of like talking about a bad season from Patrick Mahomes being 4,600 yards. You're so used to seeing 5,000 or 5,500 that you're not used to a guy obliterating records and having a terrible season. That 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 was Tom Brady's decline, was GOAT to average quarterback. Mm-hmm. I hope for his sake that he does. I hope he realizes, hey, maybe it's maybe it's just time. But it, the way he competes, the way he plays, I can see him coming back for one more to try and prove to himself. Because he, he likes to say he's got this chip on his shoulder. It's always seem to me that he's got to prove to himself that he can do better. Mm-hmm. He, all, he, The great ones always have to prove to themselves, but they always pass it off as a, you doubted me. Because they've got that second voice in their head telling them you can't do it. Say, I'm, I'm interested to see what his decision is because I, th- there's a couple of places that if he decides to leave Tampa, which he is a free agent, if he decides to leave Tampa to go to there's a couple of teams that make sense, one of which is still in Florida. If he decides to go to Miami. I like the fit in Miami. But I also think Brady's going to try to avoid the cold. Um, so I think one team that makes a lot of sense for him skill-wise around him is one of those North teams. It's the Vikings. In a dome. In a dome. But you play Green Bay. You play... Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Um, 
Las Vegas. As much as I still don't see that fit being the right one for him, it gets thrown around a lot. Yeah, the the him and uh, McDaniel or not McDaniel's. Uh, yeah, Josh. McDaniel. Yeah, Josh. Like too many mix. Yeah, in the league, but yeah, him and Josh, they have a lot of history together. And I, but I, I just, I don't know. To me, that doesn't feel. That doesn't feel it. Um, I, I think. I think Santa Clara is off the board. They didn't go after him the last two times. Right. And I think I think if they were going to if they were thinking about doing it this year, I think you that's gone now with the emergence of 13. To me, man, I don't I don't see a spot that's going to be open. That Brady looks like looks at and goes, I'm going to go there. I'm going to win a Super Bowl. Those teams aren't available right now. You look at the rosters that are set up for that. It's the Niners. Well, and that's just it. You also gotta you gotta look at the like how he operates. He has to bring his guys. He's he's got to build that roster around him as well. He he's got the LeBron James status where he goes, free agent. I want you. I want you. I want you. And you're going to take a deal that's team friendly to win a win a ring. It didn't work this year. He he he's looking essentially for a strong offensive line, an offensive minded coach, and a good defense that needs offensive weapons. And then he'll bring his own offensive weapons. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't feel the fit in Santa Clara. Because maybe he doesn't want to throw to, which does, wouldn't make any sense, but why would you bring in Kyle Rudolph to play next to George Kittle? Kyle Rudolph loved the guy. He's a fantastic tight end. I don't know that Kyle Rudolph is is Brady's pick. Well, They just they needed tight ends, and then Kate Otten emerged. Right, but Brady— I, I, mean, I get what you're saying, right. though. Why would you bring in Julio Jones to play next to Ayuk and Debo? Why would you try and bring in a guy like Leonard Fournette, which he kind of helped make sure he stayed when he got CMC? Mm-hmm. And like, like, it doesn't make sense to me. He likes to have all these older guys that are, are ring chasing, which is great. Hell, these, as much as it would have pained me to see Tom win another Super Bowl, if he would have done it this year, could you imagine all those guys on that? Kyle Rudolph, Julio getting a ring. I... <laughs> Him finally returning the ring that he stole from Julio. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's... It would have been great. But... Yeah, but, man, it's just... There's so much... I don't know. There's so much to Brady. And... I... For Brady's sake, I almost hope he doesn't play next year. Because the decline this year was drastic. And I don't feel like 46 is going to be better than 45. Um, Then again, with him being who he is, though, he could come back and be MVP next year. Yeah. That, I'm glad we finally got to the point of 
what we realize what we're seeing. You would have talked to us five years ago. We would have been like, if the guy could get hit by a bus already, it's incredible what growing up a little and just admitting. Mm-hmm. I, I still know people much older than we are that are like, I hate that guy. I know a lot of people that hell, watching the game of the ball. I was like, well, I fucking hate Brady. Why? Well, he's, he, he's, he's what? The best quarterback you ever watched play football? And he can't handle the fact that he's overtaken Joe Montana he, or he, Troy yeah, Aikman or he whatever. Seemed like, he seemed like a wet piece of cardboard in New England. Okay? I didn't like him in New England either. The man he is in Tampa Bay is Tom Brady. He's just not playing like Tom Brady anymore. Yeah. So, I, I've i moved past the Brady hate. One I will not move past is the Aaron Rodgers. Fuck that guy. Yeah, we know. Um, but I think the way this is going, I think tomorrow's episode we will cover this coming week's games. I think so. Um, we... I'm hoping for some potential news on a certain front, um, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, better be Brandon Staley news. <laughs> I don't think that you news is coming. Better be flipping um, burgers at In and Out. No, no, it better be a water burger. I wouldn't want him screwing up an In and Out burger. You just triggered. I'd, I'd say half our listeners, but most of them at this point are in Canada, so they don't have either. But In and Out's better than Water Burger. I said what I said, and I will die on this hill. You're not looking to me for disagreement, right? Oh no. Okay. Okay. Just make, make the, sure the double um, double is undefeated. Absolutely. Um, but I think we'll we'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk this weekend's games tomorrow. Um, if you have any ideas, any questions you want to pose, anything you would like to see talked about in tomorrow's episode, because since we only have four games, we might need some filler. Please reach out to us. Tweet at us, Instagram us, DM us. Text us. We have us. our text line, which is... I'm, I'm looking it up now. I can't... Oh, okay. I haven't memorized the number yet. It's a little different than all the other numbers that we have here. So I have to look it up every time. Well, if if I, you make it a jingle, I mean, I you know, I can still hit the the, the 187665 Empire or whatever the jingle is there. Um, but... Um, yeah, reach out on the text line. Get a hold of us. Like I said, if you have any any ideas, any questions, um, any theoreticals, any hypotheticals, any whatever you've got, you know, give us a shout. Let us know. Do you have the text line now? I do. I have that text line. It is seven eight five five zero four nine six one four. I will say it again, and I'll put it in the description. It is 785-504-9614. And with that, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for joining us tonight. Look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow. Be kind to each other. Love each other. And always remember, fuck fuck the the Cowboys. Cowboys.